My name is Paul Cox, and you're listening to Reclamation Worship. Jason Allen, host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. Again, today's guest is Paul Cox. He is an illustrator and he is the artist at Reftunes. You can find him at reftunes.com and on Instagram as well. I will be linking to all of Paul's accounts in the show notes at reclamationworship.com. So I talked to Paul today about the book that he and his wife have released. It's uh, A Pilgrim's Progress, A Poetic Journey, and it's for children. I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of this book and use it in the discipleship of your children. One of my goals for Reclamation Worship was to talk with guests about how they worship God in the everyday, how we are to worship God in everything we do. And Paul and I get at that, and uh, we talk about how he worships the Lord through his art. And so I was really encouraged to hear his response to that, and I know you will be too. All right, well, let's head on over to the interview. Paul Cox, hey man, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, tell me about yourself. Tell me uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, share with us about uh, your work with uh, our listening audience. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am a cartoonist. I do freelance illustration um, for a living. And uh, I live in southern Wisconsin with my wife and four kids and four chickens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and I also do a little cartoon called Reftoons um, on the side, uh, and that's that's about it. Great. <laughs> so the the chickens keep you busy, I'm guessing. Y- y- the chickens, well, <laughs> mostly the kids. Keep mostly us the busy. kids, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had some chickens for a while. My wife uh, loved the chickens, um, and ours <laughs> fell to. Uh, predators. Uh, they oh, fell, okay. fell prey to predators and um, we had to get out of the chicken business. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, our kids are keeping us busy these days too. So, uh, well, Paul, thanks so much uh, for sharing that. So tell me uh, how the Lord saved you and then I'd love to talk more about Reftunes. Yeah, I was saved at a young age. I don't remember specifically when, uh, when that came about. Uh, I just remember being taught about um, God's love and mercy and forgiveness and um, and and how I was a sinner and I, I knew that I wanted that and from a young age I just always uh, wanted to um, please God mm-hmm. and so I I was I was always interested in that but as as I grew older in my teen years I. Um, I always wanted to dive deeper Mm. into the faith. Um, And so um, I guess throughout my life, God's, God's been kind of drawing me to himself. I feel like, Mm. and then at like, there was a point in about five years into our, my wife and I's marriage where uh, my 
theology started reforming a little bit. <laughs> and it was around 2010, we were going through some tough changes in the church we were a part of. Mm-hmm. We ended up drifting around to churches, uh, landing in one for about seven years until some of the theological differences became a little too much to bear. Mm-hmm. I know this is getting into a little more than my salvation story, like how I came to Christ, but like, um, it also, it also kind of ties into how, how I got to where I am right now. Great. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we're in a solid reformed Baptist ish expository preaching elder led intergenerational church. (laughs) Okay. And, and so how long have you been there at that church? Uh, we started last June, so okay. about a year and a half. Good deal. But your journey uh, into um, Reformed theology began before that. I guess you've been interested yeah. in Reformed theology for, for a good bit longer. What led you to looking at uh, Reformed theology? Well, it was through an Arminian church that I was a part of. Okay. And uh, so they they would bring in they didn't really vet the materials that they brought into the church. Mm. And so one of the things was a video series. And in that video series was, um, uh, pastor Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. who was, uh, just bringing the word like I'd never heard it mm. before. Mm. Um, and so after that class, I looked him up cause I wanted to hear some more and I found his series on, absolute authority or mm. God's absolute authority and stuff. And so listening through that and through some of his recommendations through that, I found uh, Michael Horton and the white horse in started mm. listening to that. And um, it just kind of exploded from there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say that, uh, that the theology that you've studied has been extremely impactful because it um, affects your work now. Uh, and so um, on the side, you do ref tunes and, and tell us right. about ref tunes, what, uh, how that came about and, uh, and how that, uh, how you're using that to, to teach and, and explain, uh, historical theology to the church. Yeah. So how ref tunes came about is that I, I, uh, I wasn't even thinking about doing a whole series of, of tunes, I wanted to draw a trick-or-treating spoof using Martin Luther at the doors of the church in Wittenberg, uh-huh. <laughs> just as something just kind of funny. I enjoyed doing that. And then I was looking into, I was, I was at the time I was also reading uh, the mortification of sin by John Owen. And I had another idea for another thing using his, his quote, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. And mm-hmm. um, so I did that one as well as uh Spurgeon at a pancake breakfast as well. So it kind of started out just wanting to do like something funny with these, these old, old guys that I've been studying from. And, uh, it kind of grew into doing more, uh, quotes, uh, pointing people to, um, just helpful quotes from these guys that would point them to Christ. And, Mm. um, it, kind of grew from there. Like growing up, I wasn't taught anything about church history or why I believe what I believe. And since reforming my theology, I've wanted to learn more about the reformers and the early church, but I also wanted to share 
what I was learning with others. So the obvious way for me to do that, since I love drawing comics, was to just kind of continue with this RefTunes thing. Great. Good deal. So uh, you mentioned um, the dead guys. So who are some of the dead guys? And you, you mentioned a couple <laughs> of them, but so who are some <laughs> of the dead guys that uh, dominate your, your drawing? Well, I think the one that I have drawn the most is Spurgeon. Okay. Definitely. Um, one that I have, have drawn maybe three comics of, but I would like to draw a lot more is JC Ryle. Mm. I think his stuff is very, um, helpful and accessible to, um, lay people like myself mm. and, <laughs> and others. He's just very easy to read. Yeah. Um, and as well as John Owen, he's, he's one of my, one of my favorites as well to, to read through. It's great. And, and so you even have, uh, is that Augustine that I see riding on the hippo? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I, I love that. So it, not only do we, we get a sense of uh, who it is, but where he's from. I, that, that's right. Do that. So I love it. Um, so what kind of feedback do you get from folks on uh, your art and uh, on these cartoons? Uh, most of it is very encouraging. Um, I'll have a, a few times I've had people mention how uh, a certain quote that I that I posted with the, the illustration has like was like just exactly what they needed at that time, and um, they've been really encouraged by uh, by looking into these people and more of their works, and so that's that's been very encouraging. I get some. Uh, some criticism, but that's, um, it's, it's really more surface level criticism. I try not to depict images of Christ because I know a lot of people are sensitive to that, Sure. but sometimes I'll, I'll post like a, a symbolic image or something. And I don't realize, I don't think anybody will be, um, upset by it, but I'll get a little bit of feedback from that, but I got you. So okay. I, I try to be sensitive to uh, where people are at because I, but before, <laughs> before I kind of got into reform theology, I didn't even know that uh, there was the idea that the second commandment mm. violation was, uh, had to do with images of, of Christ. Mm. I didn't know there was that view and I'm I'm not still not, sold on that, but sure, I want sure. to be sensitive to people of that persuasion. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and man, how encouraging to hear your heart that you would be concerned for that. Um, it's, you know, you deal in images, that's your work. And uh, right. so, yeah, at, for me, that's something I don't even think about because uh, I can't even draw a stick figure. So uh, <laughs> I, that's a worry that I do not have. And uh, so, yeah, I can see how that would be something that, uh, that, that you would want to be sensitive to. So praise God for your heart in, in doing that. When I started this podcast, um, one of my goals was to help us as, as people of God think through um, the importance of viewing worship as not only something that we do on Sunday morning, the first 30 minutes of the service, uh, you know, singing, we, we tend to think of worship as solely being singing. Um, but, but the Bible is clear that, uh, we are to live lives that are worshipful, um, lives that are devoted to worship. So one of the things I wanted to do 
in, uh, in starting this podcast was to explore how people live lives of worship. Um, so I have a real life artist on the, on the line here, uh, who <laughs> is, uh, who, who's gifted by God to do something, uh, that a lot of us can't do. Uh, like I said, I can't even draw a stick figure. Um, Talk with us, Paul, about how you see what you do every day, how you see your work as being worshipful. How do you worship God uh, as an illustrator? Well, the uh, first thing that kind of comes to mind is the uh, catechism question from the Westminster, what is the chief end of man? Mm. And it's to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Mm. Um, so. I think there's a connection between the comics and worship. And for, for one thing, as I'm reading from these old dead guys <laughs> and I, I, I like to call them that, but yeah. uh, it's kind of silly, but it's, it's just a good, good way to, to reference them for Absolutely. me. <laughs> yeah. They, they continually are pointing me to Christ as I'm reading to them and encouraging me in my walk with the Lord and the importance of studying God's word. Mm. Um, because of the, emphasis that they put on God's authority, his sovereignty. Um, as I bring attention to these guys, I, I'm giving people some great solid resources to help them in their walk with the Lord mm. and hopefully pointing them to Christ through those resources. I, I hear the quote from, from Martin Luther, uh, a Christian shoemaker doesn't, isn't a Christian shoemaker because he puts little crosses on his um, shoes. He's a Christian, make, uh, Christian shoemaker because he makes really good shoes. Mm. And I know I'm basically putting crosses on all my comics here, putting <laughs> uh, Christ in all of these ref tunes specifically, but in my, um, in my uh, freelance work and, and everything else, I try to do uh, the best job that I can do and, um, mm. hope, and hope that my character shows through through my interaction with my clients and, mm. and, and how I work with them. Um, and, mm. and I, and, and I hope that that brings glory to God as I'm, I'm doing that. Amen. I, I was just thinking, uh, and looking at your work, um, when we do our work to the glory of God, when we live lives to the glory of God, uh, we have the potential of, uh, that calling others to worship. And, uh, and so, um, we think about a, a call to worship on Sunday morning. Uh, uh, you know, when we, we are entering into worship together uh, as the corporate body of Christ. Um, but I, I think our work uh, and our lives in general have that same uh, potential to call others to worship. Uh, because mm -hmm. I, I tell you, when I, when I see what you're able to do, um, it helps me to give glory to God for your ability. And uh, so, uh, there are people like you uh, who do things that just amaze me. And so I, it's my hope that <laughs> listeners of this podcast and, and uh, people in general, Christians in general, will see their work as uh, being able to potentially uh, cause others to give God glory. And so I thank you. I, I want to thank you for your work and, uh, and what you're doing. So uh, it's important. Thanks. Well, and, and I think part of worship is knowing who we are worshiping mm. and um, a way that many people learn is through images. I know that's, that's how 
I like to learn. And um, part of what I do is visual storytelling. Mm. Um, and something I've studied through that is, is trying to tell a story through images um, where you don't necessarily need text to tell the story. Um, and I think, and and I want to be able to use that in order to in order to point people to Christ because if 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 people are like me, and they uh, learn better through imagery, I want to give them some imagery that's going to really help teach them who God is, um, and uh, what we are here for. Amen. Glory. That's great. Well, and, and that's a good. Uh, transition for us. Uh, you and your wife have just uh, written a book. And so do you mind telling us uh, about that, the title and, and uh, a little bit more about that project? Yeah, it's uh, The Pilgrim's Progress, A Poetic Journey. It's a children's book that we um, kind of adapted the John Bunyan story of The Pilgrim's Progress into a rhyming poem uh, for kids. Mm-hmm around ages three to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we wrote it and I illustrated it. Um, I, I hadn't read Pilgrim's Progress since I was in elementary school. And back mm-hmm. then it was the abridged, updated <laughs> language version. Probably. Right, right. Um, so I had recently read through it um, and I was encouraged by a couple of guys to try and turn it into a, a kid's book. Mm. Um, one of them suggested turning it into a rhyming poem. And so my wife and I worked on it for about a year on the text and then trying to stay true to the main themes of the story while also turning it into poetry that would be understandable for kids. We didn't want to, we didn't want to water it down. Mm. Um, uh, but turning it into poetry kind of takes away some of the, some of the really deep, rich stuff that mm-hmm. the that Bunyan gets into in the book, mm-hmm. um, but we tried to keep like the hard themes, like uh, like death and um, struggling through the Christian life, because uh, we we felt that those were some of the more important themes that he was going through, mm-hmm. um, especially towards the end, reaching the celestial city. So. We originally did a Kickstarter to try and fund the creation of the book, but didn't mm-hmm. get enough funding, and uh, the Kickstarter failed. But we were contacted by H&E, who, who are the publishers, and they wanted to publish it. So wow. it was just released in September. Great. And I will be linking to that in the show notes of this, so I want to encourage uh, our listeners to take a look at that. Um, what did you learn about... Uh, Christian or about Bunyan or about yourself uh, in this project? Is, is there anything in particular that uh, became poignant to you uh, from this uh, working through this? I think um, mainly the, the theme of uh, suffering in the Christian life mm. and God's sovereignty in that throughout the journey, Christian, he, he goes through many, many different trials, slow, despond, and uh, he, he meets a friend, Pliable, who decides that the troubles are too much for him, so he turns back, leaving Christian in the slow. Mm. Um, but, but also along the way, there are people to help him 
Uh, and I just love the use of descriptive word, words as the names of the people mm-hmm. and places yeah. that Bunyan uses. Um, it's so, as you're reading, it's, it's so obvious, like, oh, this, this person's name is faithful or this person's name is obstinate or <laughs> yeah, right. like it shows like what their personality is. Mm. But I think that's extremely helpful and uh, being, being obvious like that in an allegory mm. is um, I think more helpful than having to describe all of these things. Um, and so Christian meets all these different people and it's like our own, Christian walk where we have all these friends that God has put in our life to, to help us on the way, these Christian brothers and sisters. And, mm-hmm. um, and so the, the themes of, of suffering, like he loses his friend faithful, um, who, who ends up uh, being burned at the stake. Mm. Um, and, but then, he meets his a friend hopeful who points him, who is continually pointing him to Christ and pointing ahead because, because he's hoping mm. um, um, he has a sure hope that they will, that Christ is going to bring them through. Mm. And so even at the, the river of death at the end where he goes through um, his friend faithful is there to help. I found those, those themes very, very helpful and encouraging and, mm. um, something that we can relate to. Absolutely. Something our, our kids certainly need to be taught and, and reminded of. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that seems to be, as a pastor, that seems to be one of the greatest struggles for the people that I pastor is, um, you know, that understanding that, that suffering is uh, um, it's promised in the New Testament, but uh, we, we tend to forget that when we're personally going through difficulty. And, uh, right. and so it, it's so um, needed that we are reminded of that over and over again. And so especially uh, for our children that they're taught from a very young age, um, hey, this is, this is typical of the Christian life. This is what we are to expect. So uh, that's incre- encouraging that y'all um, kept that uh, in the story. And um and use that as as one of the um, the main teaching points uh, of your book. What uh, what do you have planned for the future? Um, are y'all working on a, a children's uh, mortification of sin? How, how would that play in children's <laughs> literature? That uh, that's actually on the list. <laughs> for real? <laughs> for real? Oh man! I, I I would like to. That's that's something that I would like to. Um, uh, work towards. Um, but right, right for now, I'm going to continue to make new comic strips to okay. post on, on rough tunes. And, um, I'd like, I'd like that to be a constant, but like, I I've, I've always wanted to do children's books and um, right. I think turning some of these, these things into children's literature is going to be helpful mm. for some people. Um, for, I've, I've also, I've been going through Keech's catechism, doing mm-hmm. some illustrations for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's actually the next thing that's going to, um, be coming out is, uh, a book form of Keech's catechism with some illustrations for each, each question. 
Um, more, more children's books. We've got uh, some ideas for um, possibly I'd like to do some biography comics. Cool. Uh, that'd be great. Great. Would Spurgeon be the first? Possibly. All right. <laughs> Spurgeon or John Newton. There you go. Excellent. Um, well, let me ask you this um, as we're wrapping up. Uh, who or what inspires you? Are, are there other artists that, uh, that in- inspire you? Or uh, uh, is it God's creation? Like what, what uh, inspires Paul Cox to uh, be a better artist? Oh, many different things. Just life in general. Mm. I, I like to observe uh, life and uh, just the way things play out. I think um, if you can find things in life that um, that are just quirky or um, just the way people move or uh, the way they uh, do things, um, I think that's 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 inspiring to me in a sense. And then also th- there are some artists who, who also inspire me in as far as the, the style goes, uh, Bill Waterson of Calvin and Hobbes is okay. a, a big inspiration to me with his, his, uh, brushwork. And, um, I, I glean greatly from him. <laughs> That's it's funny that you mentioned gestures because even in your still, I mean, your your work is made up of still pictures, um, mm-hmm. uh, but just the your ability to I like you know it, it in looking at it uh, a, a single image, um, the gestures that you've captured there uh, they almost come to life. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's almost as if I can see um, this historic figure, uh, speaking or moving or, or preaching, whatever they're doing, uh, whatever you've captured. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting that you mentioned, um, that observing gestures, uh, right. inspires you because it, it, te- it tells, I can see it in, in your work. And so that's really cool. It's really cool. Thank you. I'm glad that shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, Paul, I really, really appreciate you joining me, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to others uh, learning about you and and uh, your work. And so, how can people best uh, uh, find out about your work? Is it Instagram? Is it your website? How would you point people toward your work? Uh, well, I'm mainly over on the Facebooks. Okay. And uh, well, I have I have accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can go to reftunes.com to find more uh, the collection of all of the comics that I've done so far. Um, and, but, but mainly Facebook has been the main thing. Okay. Facebook and Instagram are kind of the two that are mainly the ones that I'm on. Excellent. So. Well, I will point people in those directions. Again, all that information will be in the show notes. Uh, and there again, will be a link to, Uh, the book that you and your wife have put together. And uh, so I'm excited that more folks find out about you. Thank you. You bet. Paul, God bless. Well, again, that was Paul Cox of RefTunes. I will be linking to all of Paul's accounts in the show notes at reclamationworship.com. So visit reclamationworship.com, click on podcast, click on this episode. And in the body of 
the episode, you will find uh, all of the information that has been mentioned here. Uh, The Pilgrim's Progress, A Poetic Journey, which is the children's book that Paul and his wife have put together and that was released in September, uh, as well as other information that you can find out about Paul at Reftunes.com. All right. So if you've not had an opportunity to get over to ReclamationWorship.com, I want to encourage you to do that because there uh, are other episodes available there that you can listen to. You can also find us on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are on Twitter at ReclamationHQ. We are on Instagram at Reclamation Worship and Facebook at Reclamation Worship. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.